Okay, so you're holding him since you're showing him for the test. When he says, the Klanish Davar, the, so to speak, the summary of the principle, and there is, our Rahmana Ba'atava Tarech Shetziyak Tkua Bereva Chosid Daila. The Midas of Rahmanas, Yishapech, of compassion and trying to do good for others, so it's which is always established in the heart of the Chosid. His intention should always be to provide something which is people enjoy and people appreciate, but not anything which causes harm to other people. And we asked last time, why is this the level of a chassid? That seems to be the halacha. A person's chayv milam lechaveri, a person's chayv not to harm other people, not to insult other people, not to do anything to, to call other people to pain. Why is this the dinner of a chosid? And even the rise he brings uh, is not necessarily a rise of chasidus. Where do we see this? There's no chasidus over here. So, the way we explain this, we spoke about this once before, is that if a person is willing to take this level to the extreme, even if it's going to cause mitzah, even if I'm going to resent from it. Mm-hmm. In other words, that there should be a rule by me that I'm so much interested in uh, not making sure that no one else is going to feel discomfort or no one else is going to feel disappointment or any other kind of inconvenience that I'm even willing to lose out myself not to cause sorrow to somebody else, which the din is not required me to do. I'll pay a din. I'm allowed to take care of myself. If as a result of that somebody else doesn't like it, somebody else is upset, I'm not required to necessarily take into consideration. I could say maybe he doesn't have the halachic right to prevent me doing what I want to do because of what he feels. And if that's the case, for a normal person, let's say don't hurt somebody else unnecessarily. But if a person is allowed to do what's in their best interest, the fact that somebody else might take offense by it or be disappointed by it, it doesn't obligate him not to do it. And uh, the level of the chassid the level of the is that the level, these mirrors of Rachim and Rachmanus and being good are so much takur, so much like taken root in the heart of the Chassid, and that is that that, that overrides, so to speak, not the cause of the even when necessarily the person would want for themselves. Let's give an example. The example of the Torah is the example of Moshe Rabbeinu. And as much as Moshe was offered the chance to be the Goyal, to be the redeemer of Kaisal, to be the leader, to be the one who was taking us out of Mitzrayim, and but if Moshe felt that at some stage it's going to hurt Aaron, and it's going to take away from the cover due to Aaron's older brother, so then Moshe is willing to forgo the Aaron, and so willing to forgo the opportunity. And if you think about it for a moment, that's a tremendous level, because we know that a person um, has, who has a schus, which can influence other people, he gets rewarded for it for as long as the other people are benefiting from what he gave them. So now, Moshe taking Klaishar and Mitzrayim, that, can we think of any bigger benefit for Klaishar than that? That means any, all the future donors who remember Tzir Mitzrayim are remembering Moshe Rabbeinu. And Moshe Rabbeinu would then be entrusted giving us the Torah. So then again, what bigger reward could there be than that? It means that the Torah is Moshe. And for all time, in Klaishar learning Torah, that's it's some, in some way due to Moshe because Moshe Kibble Torah. Moshe was one who brought us down the Torah. And to think that as much as a schar that is, and it's beyond anything we can 
try to uh, appreciate how big a schad it is. It's a, it's a one person history opportunity to give us the Torah. Moshe was offered that, and Moshe is willing to forego it. Why? Because not to call it Torah Torah. That's a tremendous chassidus. It's a tremendous chassidus. It's like a person is given a chance to win the lottery, and he says, you know what, my neighbor might be upset about it, and I'll, I'll give it up. And that's by physical idea, by something of the Ruchni's nature we're talking about. So that's, that's what turns regular chesed, so to speak, into a chassidus of chesed. And that is that the, chesed, that the level that it's so important to a person the feelings of someone else that they would rather forego something which a benefit that they could get as long as it's not going to cause a start to someone else. Now, the Emerson says that sounds like a very nice idea, except it brings us to the big question. And the big question is, is a person allowed to do that? In other words, if a person has the opportunity to do something tremendous, let's say, and he's allowed to, and that's to save the Jewish people, to give us the Torah, to stop thousands and hundreds of thousands of people suffering slavery, he's going to take them out of slavery. So why are you dilly-dallying and worrying about iron a clean field? If you had to give a marshal to, to ask the question, imagine if you see a building going up in flames, and you see a child by the window, so I can run in and save the child. I think, no, you know, maybe the fireman will feel put out that had to do his job. So don't waste time, you're saving lives. And it's the same thing we could ask the question of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the question we could ask is, the master, you, why are you spending the time wasting time to speak, arguing you shouldn't be, you shouldn't go, you want to go, you don't want to go, you're the right person, the wrong person, you can't speak, you can't speak. They're Jews dying, they're Jews being killed in Mitzrayim the whole time. Hashem says, you, he's, you're going to help you take them out, run, take them out. What's the question? What are you waiting for? And so, what is the Pshat of Moshe Rabbeinu? And it's very nice to think about Aaron, but you know, in the case of Yikoch Nefesh, then I'll certainly you just do. So why here was Moshe not that inspired, not that enthusiastic about going at all? This was a chance to save Klai Yisrael. So, the answer is, the answer is, that is that, there's two steps. The first step, the first step is, that Moshe felt that it can't be that something great is going to come about with the negative element of someone else being hurt. And therefore, as long as someone else is going to be hurt, then it can't be this is the right thing to do. Well, that's, that's different than actual bikoach nefesh of the physical nefesh. And therefore, right, we'll explain what the difference is. And therefore, since Moshe understood that since Hashem is asking me to do it, it can't be that what Hashem is asking me to do will be at somebody else's expense. Somebody else will suffer from that. Yeah. And what Moshe was waiting to hear that in the end in the end of the entire is Aaron's not going to be hurt by this. He's going to be happy for you. Okay, so they have that guarantee that Moshe is happy to go. But uh, it can't be that something Hashem sends a person to do can be at the expense of somebody else. Now you asked a good question. Why is it different to seeing the kid in the building? Yeah. And the answer is. That's not Hashem sending you to go. When a person has to make a decision himself, what am I meant to do? So that's the case. I have to make a decision based on what's the priority. And in the case that we spoke about, the priority of saving someone's life rather than offending somebody else, forget about the somebody else. Their life is more important. And it's the same in any other case. If I see somebody who is choking, so as much as there might be the person who thinks he knows what he's doing, 
if I don't think he knows what he's doing, I see the person's going to die, I'm going to push him out the way and try and save someone's life. Oh, he's going to be offended. It's too bad. When it's a question of what I need to do, so then part of my bechir is what's the right thing to do is what's the most important thing to do? What's the priority I have over here? And I'm going to do it. it doesn't, as much as I don't want to necessarily hurt somebody else, but that's less important than letting somebody get killed. Whereas when it comes to Hashem appointing a person for a job, so it's not my decision, is it the right thing or the wrong thing to do? It's just telling me to do it. If that's the case, then I must understand that this is the perfect thing to do. Because it must be a Kosh Baruch doing the right thing. And that's why worship, if, you, if you're sending me to go to Mitzrayim, they much wanted, wanted to know that I don't know that, um, that kid is not going to be someone who's doing hurt by this. Okay, but whatever the case is, so therefore the Hasidus was not to do something at the expense that's going to cause somebody else. Good. That's the first point. Another point also. Uh, another area we see the same idea. When it says the Hasidus and Chesed is that the Brahmanis and Hatava, the ability to want to do good and to be compassionate, are so much takur whatever chasid, that it's something he always wants to do. It's something he always wants to do. And that's the second point. And that is that often a person's way of relating to Bilam al is in the negative. Like the Gemara says, What's hateful to you, don't do to your friend. Now that's a famous Gemara. The Gemara talks about the, the Ger, and the Ger comes to Hillel, and he says, teach him the whole Torah on one foot. And the way Hillel taught him the whole Torah on one foot was whatever's the, that is sunny, whatever's hated or disliked by your friend, don't do it. As it applies to Benal Mechaber, it applies to Benal Mechaber, yeah, that's the principle. When Hillel comes from Mechaber, and now the question is, why did Hillel change it from a positive commandment into a negative commandment? The Torah doesn't say, don't cause someone else to tire. The Torah says you should love somebody else. And if you're going to try and translate that, then you should do it in the positive as well. That you should do things to tell somebody else, or not to cause pain, you should do things to make other people feel good. Whatever it's going to be. Why did Hillel change the interpretation of the Pasuk from an assay, from a positive mail of loving someone else to the negative? In other words, uh, don't uh, don't do something which would which would, which would harm somebody else. So the answer is like this. The answer is there's two different levels. The lower level is that the mitzvahs will hire a person to make sure what I'm doing doesn't harm other people. At least that's the first step. That is make sure that what you're doing isn't going to don't don't do somebody else what you wouldn't to do to you. Don't because that's a that that applies to anything which we can say is negative that the person would do no, don't do it because you wouldn't want someone to do it to you but that's the level maybe of a tzaddik the level of a chas if you're talking about here isn't just a negative and that is um, don't do something to harm somebody else it's the other way around here it's a positive which means you should be actively thinking about what you can do for the other person that's the level of perhaps a kamech you should love him like yourself you should always be thinking of what I can do positive uh, in order to cause him pleasure, in order to make him happy. And that's what the message of Prash is dealt with the Chosid. And that is his Megamasa, his desire always is to do Kairasurach for the Briyas to make other people feel good, and they shouldn't have any time. So that's more than just protecting myself and I'm not going to harm somebody else. 
that's an act of trying to help somebody else. And that's the level of Hasidus. That's the level of Hasidus. The Torah wasn't the high of a person. The Torah wasn't the high of a person that you have to always be thinking how can I help other people. Those Mechayim, you should always need to make sure not to harm other people. And that's how when Shmuel, when you, sorry, when Hillel is asked by a new convert, what does the Torah require for me? So they'll start with the din. And the din is that make sure not to harm other people. What someone else doesn't that, don't do. But if you're going to ask, what's the maila? What's the death? What's the level of Hasidus over here? So it's not enough just to think about, I'm making sure no one's being harmed by me. I'm not doing anything to hurt anyone. If I'm talking about the level of Hasidus, there's an actively thinking I can help people. That's the second part of the idea of when we spoke about ten years, that nothing should be called tsar. That's that's the level of Hasidus too. The Messiah brings the example of Tzav Alechayim. It says Shum Bria that no 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 creation should have tsar because of me, even animals. animal. And that's why he says that there's a whole tzara by the Chaim Mazir as the Raisa Mutarbanan, because there's the Indian not to cause tzara to animals. Once again, if you say tzara by the Chaim is the Raisa, it means that it's a Raisa to the level of the Ramachayv in it. So that it means maybe it's a Hiris. It's an obligation. Why is it coming here in Tara, in Chasidus, I'm sorry? And the answer is the same idea we said before. And that is that there's a difference between um, actively causing tar to something, which is also you by animals, to a case where uh, a person would say that he's not doing it because tar is an animal, but the uh, maize is that he's an animal. And that's it. It's not someone who's actively trying to harm an animal. That's Salah, it's true. A person can use animals for whatever he needs to, to, whatever he needs to use them for. And that he says a Chiddush. And that is that even in that context of when I'm allowed to use an animal, there's an element of the Rachel. And where do we see that? It's a famous story that Gemara says about Rabbi Ranasi. Rabbi Ranasi is once sitting and learning, and a calf, which was being led to Shechita, broke free from the butcher and ran and hid under Rabbi's jacket, under Rabbi's coat. Kilo to protect himself from being Shechita. Obviously, the calf's are and we need to into it where it's been taken to. And Rabbi pulls him out and says, Go, the Kachman Sarta. And the Gemara says, Because of that incident, it was Nings on Rabbi 13 years. He suffered from terrible toothache. Hmm. And obviously, all the Farshim asked the question, What did Rabbi do wrong? The Maya says, The calf belongs to the butcher. The calves are meant to be shechted. The butcher's taken to shechted. So when Rabbi says, Go, this is your created for, what did he do wrong? He didn't harm it unnecessarily. He didn't. Say something which is halakhically wrong. So why was it considered a time on him? And how does this go away? They go into another story. The Gemara says that that amount of years later, Amsa, his maid servant, was busy sweeping the room, and she chanced in the corner, she came across a little nest of baby rodents, mice, which had just been laid, were born, and they couldn't run, they were too small. So she started sweeping them up. She chased them and saw them out. And obviously, they started. I don't know what sounds maybe mouse make, but it's a squeaking like pitifully that they were going to get uh, thrown out. And uh, Rabbi says that Shavka needed Milan. Neither Milan. Neither Milan. And because he was now Mirachim al Abrius, so now Shem had mercy on him and his two takes went away. Oh, wow. So there's obviously a correlation between the two stories. 
the story that uh, through not having compassion on the animal is why he suffered, and then the other side of the story, through showing compassion to animals, that's why suffering got taken away. But we're not talking about Naveri, we're talking about the level of Hasidus. We're talking about the level of Hasidus, and why was that the demonstration of Rebbe's Hasidus? And the answer is that in both cases, there was, no one was doing something wrong. It wasn't a case of harming the animal, which, which wasn't in a, wrong, in a manner which the terror would forbid. A person's allowed to shake the car. Right. A person's allowed to chase rodents out the house. For sure. For sure. Otherwise, so, they become mosaic. Exactly. And so, what's the so what's the head of that? And else, what was the the Taina Rebbe? What is the Taina Rebbe? The Taina Rebbe was some kind of lifnimi shurasadin. And because he the, he was expected to act on a level of lifnimi shurasadin, that's the chassidus we're talking about. That uh, the person is meant to show more compassion. So what does that mean? Rebbe's not allowed to eat meat. He can't shake the animal. So the Mufashim says something very beautiful. And said that the Kuddha was that Rebbe wasn't prepared to go come in the streets looking for animals being shechted to prevent them being shechted. The Chiddush over here was the animal came to him for protection. Which means the animal was in some way relying on Rebbe to protect it. He saw Rebbe as a potential savior. That's why he goes to hide in the Rebbe's coat. And if that's the case, then the Kuddha wasn't that, that Rebbe was wrong. It's true, an animal is created to be shechted. And he, he plays a role like that. But the timeline was that if something comes to, to protect it, so then you meant to certainly so not let it down. It came to you for protection, don't let it down. Protect, the, do, do the part, help it. And because of that, 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 lack, that lack of um, sensitivity, so to speak, for the trust or the, the, the in, instinctive feeling of the animal, that, that was the timeline. That was the lack of the... the Mindset not to retire a single breath. That's the that's the one side. So now, if Rebbe was guilty for that and he suffered, that's why he suffered. So what changed when it came to the case of the mice? Like we said, what is what is being done wrong by the fact that by the fact that she wanted to chase the mice out? And here Rebbe understands the, the mice, and that's why he tells us leave the mice alone. Why? Like we said, the mazike. So why would there be something which should be Something Rebbe would want to do, and uh, it was considered a good thing that he did, and that's why Hashem took away the suffering Rebbe had. So, so the assignment is a different point. And it's just like we saw what, what was expected from Rebbe was to protect the calf because it came to him for protection. Over here is another Nakoda, and that is there's the gather of something which is helpless. It's a gather of something which is helpless, and in, that's a different kind of rachamim. It's a different kind of rachamim. And that is, it's true that it doesn't belong here, but that if you're talking about an adult rodent, you try to say, yeah, it'll run somewhere else, it'll find itself. That's all right to do. If you're talking about the baby rodents, which just hatched. So you're going to try to see they're going to die. They don't, they're, they're helpless. They can't do anything. That's also something which is meant to be a rachamim. It's also something which is meant to be a rachamim, that like it's, it's, it's not at a stage where it can survive outside. It's not at a stage where it can... Uh, can cook, so to speak, in a different environment. And because of that, so there's a certain rachamim, even though it doesn't belong here, but for the benefit of the animal, they don't put in a situation where it's going to die. Did Rabbi maybe chase them out when they got older? Could be he did. But the Nukur of the rachamim was at a stage where right now they help us. Then once again, that comes from the point of chasidus. It comes from the point of chasidus, which means a person can understand the, the, the tzar of another bria, another creation, and with the fact that they can identify with it, that's the reason to, that's the reason to have rachim on him. 
But that's the level of Hasidus that there is in Chesedim. Okay, let's just see the beginning of the next part. That's the first part of Chesedus is the Rachim, the Chesed. The second part of Chesedus is the wife and Asi. When it comes to actions, there's also the matter of two parts. There's two clear, two rules to how a person is meant to the mitzvahs, and each one has lots of details, lots of individual, so to speak, nakudas, which apply to their principle. And what are they? The two principles are yira and ava, and everything a person does should be a base, either based on the yira Hashem or the ava Hashem. Those are the two true pillars of a person's avayda with with which going last, and then that's the chassis to balance the right amount of every year. So here on the side of the year, the humility, the submission to Hashem is greater. And the embarrassment that there is when a person comes to do mitzvahs. What's the embarrassment of when a person comes to do mitzvahs? The answer is embarrassment of oneself. He doesn't feel worthy of it. But I cover the nice little mitzvahs, but the cover that he gives to the mitzvahs, much from my Yisbarach, or the cover that he gives to Hashem. Well, that's all Yerah. So the cover that he puts in the category of Yerah, which is interesting. V'chala Ava, Asimcha Vadrekas Vakinah. So Simcha Dagas obviously could be this kinder is normally considered a bad name. It's interesting what's it here too. That's the balance between each of the two Rashim, the two principles to which for which the person is meant to live. And the Khajish is that it's not enough to live with just one of them. The person's avoid always to be a balance between the two. That's why it says the two are what they avoid that without both of them, the other one won't survive. There has to be always a balance between the two extremes because either extreme by itself isn't good. Now, Chazal already said this. Chazal said that there has to be an of both because each one, without the other one, is going to be a natural problem. It says that Chazal said that if you're going to have um, just the for example, without Ava, then people tend to rebel. They feel that it's being forced. Even a person is just out of that year. Chazal said, person tends to overlook the details because what's the big deal? It's not, it's not focused on each prat. That's how a person is worth. Now, what's the chalik of Chasidus in it? You have to understand that it's a way that a person can do whatever it is they're doing with this balance of out of a year. Where is the Hasidus? Why is that so much just called Hasidus? So, we'll see, like he's going to explain to us that on each of these levels there's a maybe more straightforward level, and then there's, a, there's another stage, another stage as well. That's why I said that the two Russian, which there are lots of different applications of each one of them. So because of these two Russian, these two principles which on which Av and Yira are based, so now we're going to see that the Hasidus is 
in the way that a person applies or connects their Av and Yer to what they do. It's a mitzvah, and Av is Hashem is a mitzvah, and Yer is Shemayim is a mitzvah, right? Those are all things we spoke about already before. We're going to see how the synthesis between them is the new level which is what he's going to call the Hasidah Sadat level.